ladies and gentlemen, hear them pour. It's the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WYLK. Uh, and here we are. We managed to get out of the snow and get here. Some of us, some of us had more snow than others. Like, I had basically nothing. <laughs> yeah, weird, weird, weird storm. Like, yeah, it was 20-minute difference. You're looking at, like, feet versus nothing. And then uh, poor Billy's trapped out in the woods still. Uh, the snow came down on his shelter that he had made. Uh, well, if you're not, if you're unfamiliar, Billy uh, from Backyard Ale House is not been here. He's writing a manifesto in the woods. Yeah, uh, if you don't know Billy, just watch <laughs> The Revenant, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's 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 Billy's autobiography of what's been going on with him. Oh yeah, Billy will be back. He's next the week. bear in The Revenant. He's not Caprio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is getting even better. I hope you're listening, Billy. <laughs> but uh, he'll be back next week. I, I received a message from him this morning letting me know he'll be back. Uh, but no, we we managed to get down here, and we actually have in studio guests this week too which is nice. We have the boys from Breaker Brewing Company from right here in Old Wilkes Bear joining us, which is nice. Hey, guys. Good morning. How's it going, guys? We're going to be getting into some of their beers. Uh, before we get into anything, let's get into a little bit of beer news about what's going on. Uh, now, one of the things that was interesting this week, we hear a lot about craft beer giving back. Uh, Hill Farmstead made an announcement. Now, if you've ever been up to the brewery, I think the only one of us here that has been is George, has been up there that and seen correct. it. And uh, it gets pretty crazy. Uh, and one of the things they, they made an announcement this week that instead of leaving tips for those filling your growlers and everything, they appreciate that. But what they want to do is they're making that into donations. So you're not going to be tipping the, the poor. They're going to be doing that uh, as donations to local charities. So they're going to be directly just giving back. Because they said, you know, as much as we appreciate that, we really want to give back to the community. So they're really turning it directly into giving back to the community, which is a really cool thing. It doesn't suck. I mean, hey, you know, it's uh, it's such a popular brewery. They can afford to do that. You know what I mean? Some places have staff that pretty much that's what they yeah. exist on his tips, but when you're talking about a place where people line up for hours on end, yeah, you know, they could make a buck for yeah. local charity, which is, is a really a cool thing because it's like they, they could just take that into turning around profits, but they want to be able to give back, which is an awesome thing. We see that a lot in craft beer. That's one of the things that the breweries really pride themselves on is getting involved in the local community, not just being another business, but being directly involved with the, bez- with the local area. All right, another thing. This is an interesting one. Uh, Indiana, there was a, a judge this week upheld a decision. Now, this, is, this is where we would get into really weird state laws and beer, which is always a fun, fun topic to discuss. Uh, They have now made it that they upheld the decision that Indiana convenience stores cannot sell cold beer. It is only available to be sold in liquor stores. Everything else is at room temperature. Yeah. You want to talk about bizarre state laws. Convenience stores cannot sell cold beer, sell it at room temperature. What's the definition of cold in, a, in an actual st- cold storage thing. Yeah, they can't. But if they, the, like, they turn off their heat, do they get fine? You know what I mean? Like, what's the, yeah, what's the arbitrary I, definition of cold? I don't know cold, how many people are going to want to visit you. Yeah, you're in Indiana. It's already kind of cold in the winter. But I mean, uh, if you were to, if you were to re- like, let's say you had a separate room and then you just crank the AC up and be like, nothing's in coolers. It's just in the room over there. It just so happens that room is 45 I'm sure degrees. That, I'm sure there's people that are going to try to skirt it, but that's not really going to save them any money. Because mm, yeah. they're going to be throwing what that What state in is the, it again? Indiana. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, and our Indiana listeners, but <laughs> you can write uh, me. I'm George Zerblis. <laughs> but no, it, it's just like a, one of those weird things. Like we we've seen that a bunch of times when we had Surly on everything they went through in Minnesota with the with the laws and, and it's Florida with what Cigar City went through. With it, it's just state by state are, are very bizarre laws that you kind of wonder. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but a lot of it always goes back to something involving the large brewery that had set that law to begin with. Yeah. It, Either that or my my instinct is that it's convenience stores, so you have to go to a liquor store. So it's somebody, basically, if it's privately owned state, I don't know if it's uh, state-owned. Yeah, I don't know how they're liquor But let's are. say if it is, there's probably somebody who knows somebody uh, locally in legislation who's just like, hey, man, can you please put this there? That way people come to my business to yeah. buy the cold beer. Do you know what I mean? That's all it is. Just somebody. Could be a lobbyist for the liquor stores. Yeah. yeah, there's so much. It's just a bizarre thing that you never really even think about. And but, I mean, the one thing, that, the first thing that popped into my head, and I mean, you guys could probably speak about this, is like, that would kind of piss you off as a brewery because i mean you really when you get your beer out there you want it ideally to be always cold stored well yeah absolutely that's but uh, like like you're saying over there, i'm trying to figure out why what's the purpose of that yeah that doesn't it, make any sense no there well, has to be somebody making money at like you said it's like local stores yeah. so those stores that can keep cold somebody there has to be like duking some money into legislation be like hey pass this law that way people oh i want a cold let's go here instead of there where it's warm yeah. you know that's it, my it's, guess. it's just a bizarre thing because it's not it, it'd be one thing to say you can't sell it but it's one thing it's another to say you can't sell it at this temperature yeah <laughs> like that's what's yeah. the weirdest thing is like why do you why are you getting involved now if they're willing to pay the money the electric bill to have this cold storage 
Why can't they sell it? And that's the thing, too. Like, as a brewer, like you said, you you don't need to keep it cold, uh, but you want to because that yeah. delivers the freshest product, especially definitely. when it comes to IPAs and oh, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, what if that happened in other things in life? Just think about that and be like... You can have salad, but it can has to be at room temperature <laughs> here. But yeah. if you go to this place, it can be chilled. And you know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just when I came across that, my dad is just thought those great state yeah. laws. Uh, another thing, Guinness has announced they have released an alcohol-free version of their iconic beer. Uh, it's being sold only in Indonesia. Yep, it is called Guinness Zero. That yeah, good marketing right there. I want to try it so badly. Yeah. It, it go to Indonesia. So and, all uh, of our Indonesian <laughs> viewers, please send me some. I don't think we have any Indonesian viewers. Uh, we may have a listener. Hey. <laughs> it, it gets very, it's very spiritual that they might be kind of doing this kind of omnipresent oh, kind of thing. Try to it. save yourself. Like, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. It's, <laughs> but no, it's it's just another crazy thing you see. Like I never would have thought of that coming, and I don't know what. Uh, because that's the other thing is there's some breweries I know Oscar Blue has made an announcement they're, they're this year they're going to be making a lower alcohol beer specifically for Utah. Um, I don't know what it's like in Indonesia, what the reasoning is for why there. I don't know if there's different laws. I don't, I don't know how it is there, but I mean, that's where it specifically is going. So I, maybe it'll be available. I don't, yeah. I don't know if they want to risk putting that one out there. Yeah, knee other. jerk is just a religion that so we that's usually my, yeah. think of something like that. Um, but I mean, even, even non low alcohol, even, um, what is it, the fake beer? What is, what are they called? Near beers? Near beers. Those still contain alcohol, right? Yeah. It's just very small trees. Yeah, it's like under half. It. Yeah. I half think it's half Yeah. Like so to make a, make a stout. With zero beer yeah. whatsoever is kind zero of... Beer? Zero beer? Zero beer. You yes. are really not doing good today. Yeah, well, yeah, such is life. <laughs> zero alcohol. <laughs> yeah, zero alcohol. I know. Actually, that'd be an even better marketing scheme. Uh, brew a beer and then sell Nothing it. In zero it? In Nothing in it. Nothing in it. It's an empty can. <laughs> yeah. And zero of. calories. All right, so getting a couple new beers, and I want to make a uh, new Holland. Their Dragon's Milk. Everyone knows and loves that one. They have a Dragon's Milk Reserve coming out. That's vanilla chai. So that'll be interesting to try. That's coming out. Uh, Carton. And we had this one this week. The uh, Cafe Churro, which is a phenomenal take on their regular coffee. And we're actually going to be having Augie Carton back on in two weeks. We're going to dive into a lot of their great coffee beers. Uh, Yards Brewing has their Golden Hop IPA. And the local brewery, Soul, which is kind of a gypsy brewery that's operating out of Susquehanna Brewing Company, released their Juice Box IPA yesterday, and George and I got down there for that one. Uh, it's a really nice thing. They're, they're going after uh, New England kind of style IPA, but just great to see another local brewery. They're, they're more of a gypsy brewery. They're just operating out of SBC right now and kind of getting their beers out there and everything. But it's just a really cool thing, another great local thing happening. And speaking of great local things happening, we have Breaker Brewing with us from Wilkes Bear. Well, Chris and Mark are joining us and have some of their beers with us, which is going to be a good time. Yes. So what has been going on with you guys? What's uh, new and exciting at the brewery? Well, we're building a bar. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have two two bars in the same building. So oh, if, wow. if you, you know, want to go to the one or the other, they'll be available. <laughs> <laughs> you have a choice now. But we were working on the front room for a while, and we've been saying that um, we're going to put a bar in, and now it's finally coming about so uh, we're pretty excited about that we talk about things for a while and then we finally like kick in yeah yeah. and it's been like in in a matter of three days went from nothing to you know probably 80 percent yeah yeah it's it's almost almost utilitarian because you guys i mean every time i go in there it's pretty much jam-packed so you kind of had to get on that right just to get more people in there yeah we we've been working on the front room that's done we have tables and stuff that we we put together um and the bar like mark was saying was one of those things that we we kept saying we're going to do and we finally got to it but each little section of our little pub here just keeps getting filled up more and more so eventually they're going to kick our brewing section out of it we're going to be moving that over to the old church next door so that's uh i think that's Late midsummer, possibly. Oh wow, really? So by uh, the end of the year, you're looking at getting in that going? Uh, hopefully. Well, yeah, you're talking about it now, so that yeah, just we're, we're talking. <laughs> yeah. This is a talking phase. We've been talking about it for probably about the last year and a half. Yeah. So um, I don't know what the time frame is on next. We were talking about the bar for maybe two years. Yeah. yeah. So probably about six months out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That puts a good timeline together. So when, when are you looking at having the, the second bar kind of up and running for you guys then? Um, it's if you want to put a timestamp on, I don't know if you want to commit. Probably about a month. Yeah, we should probably say two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Because if we say two weeks, then it might be a month. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with that kind of theory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> angles or whatever. I think so now, you guys, when did the bar actually open up for you guys? When did you start getting the, the tap room kind of 
Uh, When's that been now? Two, uh, April. This April will be our two-year anniversary of the pub. Wow. Um, I think I'm saying that right. Um, and then a, pr- a year previous to that was we were open for growler fills and sampling. So this will be our third year? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, second, third year. <laughs> I don't know. See, here's what happened. We had day jobs. Yeah. And once we quit our day jobs, um, we kind of... Everything became a blur. stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it just, you just kept working towards the goal. And the goal changes by the day. Yeah. yeah. Like, now it's the bar. Yeah. That bar in the front. So, you know, it's just one of those things where time kind of... It's very difficult to keep track of time. Yeah, with you. Yeah, and when, when when that becomes your job, things get a little bit more real. So obviously, throw a little bit more time into it. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, now, what was it last year? About midway through last year, they changed the law in PA as far as pouring pints inside of bars and all that kind of stuff. Did that affect you guys in any way, or no? Because uh, you had all your stuff it, up and running. To- yeah, but when we were looking to get what we needed to get was our. our, our brewery license, which we had, and then we wanted to get the brew pub license. Um, and we had to go through all the bells and whistles to get to get that, and we, we had that. So the new that new rule um, or, or law that came out, it's helpful for someone starting up now, but since we were already established with it, it didn't, it didn't really make any change. But is that one less thing you have to renew, or is it just it's um, still just grandfathered in and it kind of falls under the same thing and you just keep going? Well, w- with our pub license now, uh, we are, it gives us the ability to sell PA-produced wine, um, and if you have the, the new, uh, what's it, 10 seats and a couple bags of chips and things like that, wh- whatever it is. It's restrictive. <laughs> yeah, yeah it okay. pretty, but you, uh, you can only have your, your product. You can't have wine. You can't do anything you. like that. So uh, it's in, we, uh, we actually hooked up with uh, Mount Hope Winery. Um, in down by where are they at? Lancaster area. They have Le- uh, Lebanon, Lebanon, Lancaster. They'll get married. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but so uh, people come in and they'll actually do some wine flights and things like that with their wine. So uh, having the full-on pub license is more beneficial for us. It's better so. for us, but I'd imagine when we started. Oh, you would have preferred it. It would have been. It's like one of those things like, you know, that would have been great information, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. That would have been a great law two years ago. Yeah. (laughs) So having this partnership with the winery, you guys getting more into doing, are they going to start doing barrels with you guys? Um, Actually, he keeps... um, the our contact under Michael, he, he keeps telling us to come down and and talk talk with him, and we're gonna do it one of these weeks. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's just a matter of finding the time, and uh, I'd imagine. We'll say two weeks. We'll be done. In <laughs> oh, two weeks. This place is going to be ripping in two weeks. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's an awesome thing to see. It's just weird. Like, again, with the state laws in Pennsylvania, I mean, you guys have had to, I'm sure, when you're first getting going, the, uh, the hoops were, I don't know what they were like. Then. I mean, but now, when did you guys actually open, for those who aren't familiar with the brewery? When did you guys technically begin as a brewery? 2009. Yeah, 2009. Yeah, April yeah. of 2009. And we started out in, uh, in my garage. Um, that was a whole... Wow. Uh, It's actually amazing it even happened because of uh, federal laws and the state laws, and things kind of just meshed at the right time, and we we opened up. I know I've talked to some other would-be brewers that are trying to start out, and they want to do something similar, and they got shut down all kinds of different ways. So uh, paperwork just happened to come in at the right time, and things just meshed. So, we, you know, it it was really good because it it got us started without a lot of overhead. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, it quickly became too small. Yeah, that that's definitely something we, we see with a lot of the breweries, even ones we've had on, like as they grow, like you you once you hit that wall, it, it's then you have to immediately start investing. And that's the tough thing I think people don't think of that's different in the brewing business is is how quick you have to keep investing more to grow versus other businesses that, that give you a little more leeway to, to take your time and get to that level. Whereas brewing, if you don't, then you're you're stuck there for a much longer period of time. Yeah. And to have that that battle going on. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to get into some of these great beers and get into a little bit more about what's going on at the brewery. So stay tuned here at the Beer Geeks WILK with Breaker Brewing Company. We've been working hard to make sure that Matthew's Planet Pre-Owned really is a new way to buy a used car, and our customers are giving us great feedback. They really like the fact that we have a no-haggle buying approach and that all of our prices are clearly posted on the vehicles and online. They think it's refreshing that our salespeople are not hard sell at all. And they like the auction pit stop idea where they get extra discounts on cars before they go to auction. Find out for yourself why Planet Pre-Owned customers are getting the best used car experience on the planet. 
And now, through the end of February, enter to win a $5,000 same-as-cash travel voucher that can be used for a vacation to anywhere in 2016. Must be 18 to enter. No purchase necessary. Matthews Planet Pre-Owned, Bernie Avenue in Music. If you don't have life insurance because you think you can't afford it, stay tuned for the following special opportunity. A life insurance company is now offering affordable term life insurance to the American public for under a dollar a day so you can finally protect your family's financial future. But hurry, call immediately for free information. 1-800-774-5953. The call only takes five minutes and it's absolutely free. With this affordable insurance, if you're a 40-year-old man who doesn't smoke, you could get a half a million dollar policy for under $21 a month. That's a half a million dollars to protect your family's dreams. If you thought you couldn't afford life insurance, well, now you can. Make the quick five-minute call now and secure your family's financial future. That's free information on term life insurance policies issued by American National Insurance Company for under a dollar a day. Don't miss this special opportunity. Call AmericanNationalDirect.com at 1-800-774-5953. 1-800-774-5953. The following is an incredible, life-changing, free offer for anyone with hearing problems who wants to start hearing everything more clearly again. We're now offering free in-home trials of a revolutionary hearing breakthrough called Listen Clear. To anyone who calls this special toll-free number now, 1-800-943-5856. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear is precisely designed by top audio engineers. It adjusts to let you find the perfect way to hear everything, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And Listen Clear is so invisible, people may not even know you're wearing it. And it's so lightweight, you may even forget you're wearing it too. Don't miss this special life-changing opportunity to hear everything more clearly again for free with a 100% free in-home trial, free shipping, and even free batteries for life. For free information, call now. 1-800-943-5856. That's 1-800-943-5856. Ah, another lovely Sunday. We are now in the winter, officially. The stupid snow. I just want to listen to this song. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're lost in it for a moment there. But uh, we're back, and we have now in our glass some of the great beers from Breaker. Now, what do we have in our glass now here, boys? We have uh, Detonator IPA? This is our Detonator, one, one of our Detonator IPAs. And Detonators are um, IPAs that we create. They're typically one and done, um, depending if we get... Uh, crazy feedback on it maybe we'll just keep doing it or if we can get the hops like a lot of them there was a limited supply of hops yeah. that we got we got in so they're they're always different and it's just one of those things that you always count on one or two detonators being on and it's just basically us experimenting with hops one of our favorite styles as a lot of people ipa so we said it was last summer we need to come out with a series so it's just detonator series whatever um and this is just our latest edition one now what, what hops are in this one this one, we have citra hops, mosaic hops, and it's dry hopped with Amarillo. And, uh, the, you know, the, the mosaics and the citrus, they give you that juiciness, yeah. that tropically awesomeness that only those hops can, can provide. Yep. That's huh? scientifically proven. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's science. <laughs> now, this is like you, um, you have a base that uh, you typically work with, a detonator base, and then you dry hop it with different hops. Is that essentially yeah, what you're doing? Yeah, the detonators are um, <clears throat> typically the same base. We try to keep them the same base, so that way you can kind of get a feel for what these hops are doing. Like we did the... Uh, uh, mandarina hops from Germany in in one of them, and you you definitely got a feel for that hop. That that hop definitely throws orange tones out, you know, things like that. So you, this one, you're you're getting citrus and you're getting mosaics and a touch of amarillo at the end, and it's just it's just an experimentation in hops. It's fantastic. Well, that's one of the things I want <laughs> with the hop issue. Because I mean, we hear about that from even like fairly larger breweries with some issues they have. Like, how is that for you guys? Like, how do you I don't want to get into like specifics, but like how going about getting hops and things like what, what kind of hurdles do you guys have to go through buying at the volume that you're buying them at? Um, it's uh, not easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what happened <laughs> with one of our suppliers recently? We would typically buy 
uh, hops from you know X supplier and we buy our grain from you know Y supplier. And just recently, the the hop supplier said, "Listen, we're not going to sell you hops unless you buy grain from us." Also, oh, wow. it kind of blindsided us, and we're like, "Whoa, hey, you yeah. know, like you could have told us this before we put the order in." Um, it, it all worked down there, working with us anyway. But yeah, I mean, to buy you know our, our brew system is only three barrels, which is pretty tiny. I mean, it's enough to supply mm-hmm. a pub and a couple of bars, but. Um, Getting the amount of hops, like small amounts, is okay. But if we're trying to get large amounts, they really want they want to lock you in for yeah. like a year and things like that. And that's something that we we can't really do right now, uh, nor do we really want to. Typically, you would you would contract hops out. Like so, say we would say um, I don't know, give us you know twenty or two hundred pounds of mosaics, whatever, whatever the case may be. And so you're contracted out for those. You have to buy them by a certain time, and like they'll they only store them, and we don't have that kind of storage to keep these yeah these these hops yeah, fresh. Yeah, that, that's what my main so, thought was like to buy in the volume. Like you have to then store them, but that's another added cost and space for you guys. Yeah. So we're basically paying a premium for a lot of these hops just so we can have them, and uh, availability because we didn't contract them out is sometimes very difficult. Like there's yeah. a few so hops we can't get. So you're basically just dealing in a la carte instead of just buying in bulk. Do you know what I mean? You're just like, okay, I need this, I need that. And it just goes to show you how, like, hardcore, I guess, the business has become where they can stronghold you like that and be like, hey, yeah. if you don't buy the green from us, then you, you're out. And then you have to, you pretty much have to play by that rule. Otherwise, you can't make beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely will say this is really, it has that really juicy quality that I love and, and the, what, what you guys are doing with this. It just, it, it tastes like you're biting into fresh fruit, which is always a nice taste to have and, and that really wonderful balance, you guys, it just... Perfect. Yeah, this yeah. one, uh, this is going to go, it's not even on tap yet. We uh, filled this one out of the bright tank this morning, um, and this will be on Tuesday. Tuesday, absolutely. We'll get there and get it, I will tell you that much. So uh, I want to go back a little bit. You guys are saying, like, you started out in the garage. Like, when did you start to make that leap? Did you go right from the garage into the tap room now, or was there an in-between? It was garage, then tap room, which was only growler fills um, and samples. And then from there, we added the food. Yeah. And now we added, like, another level of that of the food yeah. um, with a new chef, uh, Tony Graham from Madison's. And he's he, he basically, he comes up with these recipes that are, that are totally uh, off the wall sometimes and just awesome. Just, How'd you guys hook up with him? Um, they were, uh, Madison's closing up shop. He had some, uh, I guess, indifferences with his partner, and he's closing up. And we, we had to, we used to deliver beer to him all the time. And we just asked him, hey, you want to come work for us? And he did. Uh, he, he's got the same sense of cooking as we do uh, with beer. I, 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 I'm, that's yeah. how I feel anyway. Like he, he will just mix things up and make things really wild and crazy. Uh, like when we started our kitchen, it was, panini sandwiches and then while they're good uh, we wanted to add another level to it so we started adding uh, tapases um, just simple appetizer type things and he really went to town with that he, he's the type of guy who wants to make something different every day so um, our menu is almost different every day I mean it has the basic yeah. items on there but then our features and specials change up at least every day or two. So, now do you guys ever work together and be like, okay, uh, he's going to make this kind of beer, so you guys make or make this kind of food, so you guys make this kind of beer, or vice versa? Whatever. He's like, okay, I'm tasting this beer. Let me make something food wise based off of that flavoring, kind of play uh, off each other. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's actually starting to take off a little more now. Yeah. With, um, uh, oh, one of the one of the it's a simple thing. Um, he, he makes these. We call them hop deviled eggs. Uh, whenever we put them on the menu, yeah, they're gone. I've had them. They're awesome. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, you know, he makes these really nice deviled eggs, and then he sprinkles a little bit of uh, nugget hops on them. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's a, they're great. <laughs> now, are you starting to put, like, it's a beer getting infused into the, the food now then, too? Like, you know, using it as an ingredient for, for food basis for him? Is he, is he working in that direction? He, he is uh, he's using uh, hops. Yes, he used, uh, uh, the other day, I can't remember what it was, but... Um, He's, he's basically use, in trying to use our food in like a lot of the sauces, things like that. Yeah. But the one thing that he made the other day, which was fantastic, was uh, our own vinaigrette. And oh, he yeah. used the uh, citra hops that we had, and it just worked. It, it's almost like a lemon vinaigrette. And 
it, it's it's just wild. It's just you got to try it. it. It's definitely one of those. It, it's just an awesome thing to see, and we've, we've had, talked about it before. It was just like this foodie and craft beer culture. Just they go so well together, hand in hand, and they just continue to to explode working with one another. Because I mean, really, as you get into this, your palate changes, and you kind of almost have to have better food because you just become so more sensitive to. Having I don't know I don't want to poop on ramen but <laughs> it's just like you kind of outgrow that a little bit and it's just like you become more sensitive. Packaged ramen. And, yeah. And okay. Oh yeah. Stuff. I won't. I know you. You're on your ramen. Don't come back right now. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you just become more sensitive to it. And it's just a great thing to see those two things hand in hand. Now, it, when when was it that he started? He came on with you guys then. Um, June. June. June July, last year. Man. June or July oh, okay. last year. Yep. Uh, so it's it's pretty recently. Um, but he like I said he really changed up. The, uh, the the way the you know the, the foods that we had yeah. uh, we were keeping things pretty simple uh, early on um, mainly because neither of us had ever worked in a uh, kitchen or a uh, restaurant or anything like that and, and, and in true reality we had never even planned on opening up a brew pub it kind of just was the way this business uh, the route that we had to take to get uh, to expand to get things going uh, we love it now it's cool. Um, now, since that has happened, has, has that had an influence on the beers that you guys have been making? Has that like really started to click different things in your head that you maybe didn't think of prior um, with the foods? Um, I don't know exactly <laughs> because here's the thing: it's like you know you're done brewing for the day, and then there's like this killer tapas, and you know we take a picture, and then you. What are you going to do? You, t- you took the picture of it, so you got to eat it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. know I mean, the internet's ripe with those things. I don't believe half it's, of them. It's a hard job. You got to do it. You got to eat it. <laughs> they, they, uh, both uh, he and uh, Dylan, they, they have some good ideas for the firkin that we do from time to time. So yeah. We always do a, a firkin on Saturday, and it's uh, basically adding food ingredients with the beer, and it just... A lot of them turn out insanely wild, you know. So now, just, when you guys started the brewery, like, what was kind of your thought behind what, what what beers you wanted to do right out of the gate? Like, was there specific styles that you guys had in mind, or was it trying to get replicate different tastes that you wanted, or, or what was kind of the inspiration for you guys? Um, well, we're definitely hopheads again, uh, so always. Something they want that that you know that super great IPA. We're always you know looking for that one. We we're our own biggest critics. So we'll make something and say, oh well, it's good and people will love it. But then we're like, eh, it could have been better. <laughs> and, and so we're constantly striving for you know better beers. Uh, but knowing that not everybody likes IPAs. So if you you know if you come down to our place, we always have we we have eleven beers on tap right now. Um, but they're a pretty big variety. You know, you have a stout, a pale ale. Uh, we have a sour. We have a goza. Goza. I say goza. Yep. goza. goza. Yeah, goza. goza. <laughs> However you say it. Uh, um, Usually there's a pun in front of it. Like, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, how you know go- that's how you know it's a goza. It's like everything goza and here goza nothing or something. Yeah. So, uh, but, and then we'll, we'll, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, we know that you have to have a variety out there. Yeah. Like, you know, there's beers that we have. Uh, they'll run through, and I know sometimes I won't even try it because I'm constantly, I'll go for the paleo or the IPA. But in the same time, people are going crazy over it. Like we have a, a one that we're, it'll be coming out again. It's Daybreak Orange. This is like an orange vanilla ale. Um, really good, really, you know, simple but good. And people people love it, but that's, you know, I don't go for it. Yeah. But we, we'll still make it, we'll make, making beers for the people that, you know, are coming up and it, want to try different things. That's one of the things I always wonder, too. Like, when you're, when you're brewing a beer that you maybe don't like, like, how do you hone in, like, what you want to do? Like, what, how do you get into that if that's not your thing? I don't thing? think it's a fact of not Well, I shouldn't liking, say not liking yeah, it. Yeah, not just, being your preferential style. But if there's one, like, so, okay, so say you're not a stout person, and that stout wows you. You know it's a good style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just one of those things that um, takes you back. And it's always customer feedback, things like that. But, like, a couple weeks ago, um, it, it's kind of fun to, to mess around. And, what, and <laughs> we did uh, a chocolate coconut stout. And it was a one-off. There was, a, there was only two sixels of it that we, that we made. And people went nuts over it. Like, they, they were just going nuts over it. But, you know, we tasted it, and we're like, wow, that tastes good. Yeah. So... Even for hopheads like us to say, wow, yeah. you know, yeah. you know that that stout, I could I could drink that all day, 
it's definitely going to be a good one. It's going to be a winner. What was know? one of the ones that you guys did that you maybe were kind of like, I don't know how people are going to receive this, and it went like crazy and became maybe it's like something you're doing constantly now that you didn't even expect. The ghost. The, the ghost, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that, and uh, well, I, I was going to say the uh, the one that, the other beer that we brought up today is our Blackberry Jalapeno. Uh, we, we had talked about uh, last year, maybe two years ago, we talked about making a jalapeno beer. And Mark's like, well, let's add blackberries, too. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds like it'd be good. And, and so we put it out there not knowing. And, um, yeah, people really love it. Uh, they kept they kept asking, you know, could you make it hotter? Could you do this? <laughs> you know, you, know, you want to make it drinkable. You don't yeah. Want, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. We've had, we've had them before, the ones that are just... I don't even know why yeah. <laughs> they're not even. It's just hot sauce dumping down your throat and burning yourself. I don't know what the point of that one is. Yeah. So, uh, but that, you know, that was one I, I didn't think was going to go over as well, well as it did. The, the ghost. Uh, the, the only reason I I personally didn't think it would it would go over is, is sours. So, well, they go, as they go over, there's only a limited number of people so far that we found in this area that can appreciate a good sour. Yeah. So. It's been going like crazy over yeah. any other sour style the, beer. The thing with sour people, though, is that because there are people too, is that um, <laughs> is that uh, sour people matter, yeah, man? Yeah. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, is that uh, there's a limited? It's not everybody's into sours, but the ones who are are very passionate about it. So yeah. when you make something good. And it goes as probably, like, I would say, like, somewhere tweener. Like, you can get people who aren't into sours because it's not overly sour. When you add a little bit of salinity to it, you get a little bit of salt to people that like it. So it's, like, something that just, I don't know. I think a lot, I know a lot of people that do like gozes who don't like traditional sours, you know? So. Yeah. It's definitely more of an approachable, it's, it's kind of a gateway sour beer for a lot of people. Like, that. that's kind of the style. We see it with Anderson Valley. A couple of those breweries yeah. that really got into doing them has been a gateway into sour beer. Because especially when you're doing an actual proper sour beer and you put that tag on it, I'm sure you guys have seen it. Like, people just kind of shy away from that a little bit more because all the things stirred in their head of sour and what that means. Yeah. It makes it a little less approachable, whereas you throw it as a goza. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, and then they try it, and then... Then they're like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's a little... It just, it, it's just all brain. Like, we're all stupid idiots at the end of the day. <laughs> and, like, really what we read is what we, we think. Like, we're all guilty of it. Yeah. Like, it's just like that's how we operate as people. But those little switches can get you to try something you may not have otherwise tried, and it gets you into stuff. And, like, we, especially with beer, because we all have... You know, you hear people, I don't like dark beers, and then you throw a chocolate tag on it, and it's like, oh, I'll try that. And then, oh, okay. And you get into it that way. There's all things like that. And it's just, it's funny to see people doing that because I've heard that so many times. Like, I don't like sour beers. Give yeah. them a good goza. You got them. And because it's, it's not as off-putting as people think. Like, that's the thing with a lot of the sour beers when they're done well. They're very approachable. And it's something with wine drinkers and sour beers, they, they always flock to that too. Yeah. And especially not having wine in, the, in there for your people. I mean, you guys can have that easy transition if you like wine. Try this. <laughs> what, what did we do the other night? Somebody, one oh, of our customers, um, he, we did a mix of a. I think it was it was the Goza and uh, a Chardonnay. Yeah, was it? Sh- yeah, so. and uh, and uh, a, a, a lemon wedge. And he, what, what was he calling? It? I think he was calling it an old George. His name was George, <laughs> yeah. and he was trying, but he was from Old Forge. And, <laughs> and, and so, so, but you know what? He, he's, I would have went with Gozamosa, but yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah. That, but but you know, he, he walked up to me in the in the bar, and he's like, "Hey, could you would you want to try a beer with me?" I'm like, "Well, sure. Why wouldn't I?" Yeah. And he's like, "I bet you can't guess what's in there." And you know, because you know, our bartender went in the back and yeah. mixed it all up for me. I was like, "Ooh, this is pretty good." What is this? <laughs> On the menu. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's one of those things, too. You see that taking off a lot, like the, the beer cocktail kind of thing. I haven't personally gotten into that as much, but you can see that there's awesome flavors to play with. And as you experiment, especially with wine and beer now, there's so many with barrel aging and, and all that, yeah. that those flavors are really starting to kind of come together. And it's not that... Uh, fight that it used to be between beer and wine. And to a lesser extent, like beer blending, a lot of people think that's almost sacrilege to take two different beers and kind of blend them together. But I mean, if you know what you're doing and you're looking for a certain flavor profile, it could be pretty fun to mix beers. Well, we do that quite a bit. Well, you know, (laughs) a lot of customers are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly, I'd say it's the customers. They come in, like we have uh, our hazelnut ale and... um, 
what they do, and they have the old King Cole Stout, and they mix those together. And I won't say the name they call it, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's actually really good. You know, it's just one of those things that, you know, you'll be walking by, hey, you got to try this, and just like just like Chris was saying, where a customer will will tell you what beers mix mix well, just from them trying it, and it, it's wild. It's just insane stuff. That's now, gonna, when you guys come out with like stuff like the Goza for the first time, is it like a uh, like a little bit of like kind of butterfly kind of situation? Because I mean, like as a brewery, um, you probably have blinders on. And a lot of times you can't see the forest for the trees because you're making the beer and stuff like that. So you put out something new and you think it's good, but you just you just don't know. Do you know what I mean? Until it gets out there? Or is it more like you're letting everybody give it a whirl kind of behind closed doors and be like, oh, okay, we got this. I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. you kind of, you can you can get a feel. I mean, right off the bat, you're going to know if it's horrible or, yeah. or not. And um, if anything's horrible, I don't think we're going to even think about putting it out there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That was our first one. We did we did a lot of research. Oh yeah, which you know means going drinking, buying a bunch of uh, <laughs> hoses. But, uh, research for beer recipes is always a fun time. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah, it is. It's uh, something that you have to you have to do. Yep. And yeah. It's one of the it's hardships of, work. of the of yep. the job. Huge air quotes there, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. All right, so we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back. And after we come back from the break, we have some more great beer from Breaker Brewing Company. So stay tuned here with us in the Beer Geeks WYLK. Attention, business owners. Now's the time to save with the Comcast Business Switch and Save event. Call 800-501-6000 now to get 30% off the regular price on the speed you need to download files faster. Send large email attachments, process credit card transactions, and more. You'll get fast 25 megabits per second internet for just $69.95 per month when you add phone and TV. Our lowest price of the year. But hurry, this offer ends soon. Afraid switching will disrupt your business? With our no-glitch switch, you can choose your installation time. Days, nights, even weekends. Plus, you get our 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss the Comcast Business Switch and Save event. Get 30% off internet plus our no-glitch switch. Call 800-501-6000 now. Offer ends 331-16. Restrictions apply. Limited to one voice line and private view TV for new business customers with two-year contract. Equipment, taxes, fees, including broadcast TV fee extra. Can you really lose weight with hypnosis? I started at 311. I've lost 65 pounds, and I'm not done. I'll be down to 200 pounds by Christmas. That's Michael Colby of Fort Wayne, Indiana, after just one session with America's best-known hypnotist, John Morgan. That very next day, I didn't have any cravings. My sweet tooth was gone. Whether you want to lose weight and keep it off or stop smoking once and for all, a John Morgan hypnotist will be here soon. I'm an ex-Marine, so I know all about suggestions. I, I knew it would work. Thanks to John Morgan, Michael's whole life has changed. I used to live to eat, now I eat to live. Join John Morgan hypnotist Mark Pasnack Wednesday, February 10th at the Woodlands Inn on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Smoking cessation is at 6 p.m., weight loss at 8 p.m. Call 800-735-6907 or visit johnmorganseminars.com. Sessions are affordable at fifty nine ninety five. best advertisement for you guys is that it was effortless. Call 800-735-6907 or visit johnmorganseminars.com. That's johnmorganseminars.com. Mom's Weather Report announces a snowstorm of savings at Garrity's, where prices are falling in a flurry. It's one blizzard of a sale, January 24th through the 30th. Our butchers are in every day, and here's what they have in store. Save up to $2 a pound off Grade A Sanderson Farms chicken split breasts, thighs, and drums in value packs now at just 99 cents a pound. In our deli, we're slicing the price on fresh sliced white American cheese, just $3.99 a pound. Save $1.50. Mom's own Italian. Italian bread made from scratch and baked fresh today, just 79 cents a loaf. Save $1.20. And we're crushing the price on Fermano's tomatoes. All varieties in the big 28-ounce can, just 88 cents. Save 91 cents. Use your gold card and scoop up our biggest savings ever, up to $201.35. Look for our money-saving specials each day throughout the sale. Flurry in, because it pays to shop with mom. Visit us at Garrity's.com. Follow us on Twitter. This is WILK. Powered by Sherwood Chevrolet in Tunkhannock, PA. Stop by Sherwood to view full lines of Buick, GMC, and Chevrolet. Ah, oh, there we go. A depressing winter for everyone. Yeah, it's, I feel like... 
I don't know. I'm hey, I love Radiohead. Bringing the mood down But now. it just, yeah, it's one of those things like you put it on like, I like this, yeah. but for some it's, reason it's just. I'm, like I'm going to hang out with Morrissey after this. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Wow. Dropping the Morrissey. Wow. I couldn't see that one coming. <laughs> Have you hang out with Morrissey often? Is that uh, where that. Well, only on the second Wednesdays of April. <laughs> Which is t- not tomorrow, anyway. Oh, yeah. We're back here on the beer gigs. <laughs> uh, getting into some more beer. Uh, you know, we, we all had we had to take some more of the uh, IPA. I, I can't tell you guys enough. Listen in. Go and get this. When you guys say you're going to put this on Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Go, go Tuesday. It. Yeah, just go get it and uh, stock up on it because you are going to love this one because this is one of the better ones we've had. I mean, like, it's just a really great, yeah. juicy IPA. If, you, if you're into that New England hazy style, you're going to really love this one. Yeah, juice. Out the caboose, um, a ton of a little bit of dankness. Could have said the juice is loose. We're actually having a uh, a magician, Mark Piazza. He oh, comes up. This oh. is his second show, so it's really something wild. Now, does he torment uh, people, and make their magic? beer disappear? Because uh, I didn't. Ha- that didn't happen okay, in the then, last show. Then go. Uh, <laughs> then would just I can see people getting so freaking out about that one. Oh wow. All right, we're, we're loving the color on this one. <laughs> we're, we're getting into our next one. What, what time? Now, what time do you guys open? Too, that's the other things people uh, know when to come down. We are uh, uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, five to nine. Uh, Fridays, four to nine. We do a happy hour from four to six, um, and then on Saturdays, noon to late. What's the happy hour entail? Happiness. Food and beer. Or, uh, food and beer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We do uh, <laughs> discounted food, and uh, I think we do dollar off pints. What is? Yeah, dollar off pints, dollar off uh, wine. Um, Let's see, dollar off flatbreads, oh. and then he does uh, specialty specials oh, we do for for happy hour. So it, a lot of times he gets some really off the wall things, which is totally awesome. So uh, yeah, happy hour is always happy, <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> and we are, we are, we now have in our glass the, the mind fire. This is a really interesting one because this is a jalapeno blackberry yes. base with it. Now it's nice because like the jalapeno comes through. A lot. Like you guys said, this is this is more than you usually have used in this. This uh, is double the jalapenos <laughs> and double the blackberries. Well, start starting off this uh, year two two years ago. I guess two years ago we started talking about making a jalapeno beer and we kicked it around. What was going to be two weeks going to brew it in two weeks, but it ended up being a couple months later. So uh, while we were doing it, we said, you know, Mark actually said, let's throw blackberries at it too. We thought, oh, blackberry jalapeno, that's going to be a nice combination. What thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we we put it out there, and the, and, and our, our patrons that came in the tap room, they they loved it. A lot of people said, "Could you make it hotter? Could you make it hotter?" Da, 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 stuff like that. So, so we this did. we did <laughs> <laughs> this last time. Well, it, it, it's hard because we'll get uh, fresh jalapenos, we'll we'll juice them, and we will add those into our secondary. Um, that that yeah, but. Not all jalapenos are created the same. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. certain years they'll be really hot, certain years they won't be. So it's it's hard to hone in on that number. Um, so this last time we upped it a little bit. I think and we we doubled it, and I think I think there were hotter jalapenos. So mm-hmm. definitely anyone who is looking for a slightly hotter, it's still drinkable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Well, the coolest part about it. Is the blue, is the berries? Yeah, because the jalapeno is hot and it starts to build, but then that, it seems like that berry keeps it in check and doesn't make it go over the top and kill you. Yeah, yep. I, I I always I get the jalapeno up front and then I get the the the, the blackberry second, but then a then couple the minutes later it sticks like, around. Oh, yeah, there's that heat again. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, always it, when we cre- created it, it was it was supposed to be jalapeno beer that you didn't need a beer to wash it down like you didn't need to cool off yeah. after it and those and that, was, that was the goal it, uh, with it now this one is operating on the extremes of that <laughs> but um it's still it's still drinkable yeah, it's still, as far as i'm concerned and and hot things typically you know yeah i i you could, my face turns immediately red <laughs> and i start sweating and i'm doing okay so no we we've, we've all had that, like the ghost face killer or, or uh, something yeah, yeah and you get to it and it, it's just like what, why does this even exist because i mean like and it, it, i shouldn't say that because i mean there is someone out there that's like hey that's my favorite beer like okay yeah. <laughs> you're on the outskirts that's cool but i mean for the most of us like that's that's not really an enjoyable beer that's something you take a sip of and and maybe actually you know what that is that's the beer you pour and give to someone and just say oh here try a sip that just to watch the reaction that's what those beers more exist for this has that heat but like you could sit down and drink this and it's not gonna take over and and just destroy you the jalapeno is definitely there i remember having this uh, whenever you guys were the last time i remember having the one time and it, it was definitely there but it's not like this is more pronounced for sure but it's not 
Bernie, or it's not going to become, uh, you know, it's not a spicy pepper beer that's going to really be difficult to drink. You could drink this on your and own. That's, and that's what it is. It's spicy. It's not yeah. hot. It's not like you, 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 there's a difference. And one, to me, hot is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't uncomfortable. It's just. It's to me, hot's a way of life. All kinds of fun oh, stuff. <laughs> Come on. You missed that one. What? I said, to me, hot's a way of life. <laughs> You are sexy, Mark. I got to say that. Man, I just wanted to throw that out just to get some feedback. But, uh, and no, the room went quiet. <laughs> and it got real awkward. Um, but no, that, that's true. I mean, it definitely is more in that spicy category, but it's drinkable. And if you are a fan of spicy beers, you definitely have something in this, though. And like you said, drinkable. And when we first put it out, we're both leery about, you know, you make a new beer. And like you were saying before, yeah. you know. Well, we test everything out on the customers. I don't think they mind. But yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> we put it on before we were open, and, you know, you have a beer. We're always working on something or building something or making something or whatever. Uh, you know, you'll have a beer. Like, hmm, that was pretty good. I'll have another one. And, you know, if it's like the two or three beer drinkable beer, and th- this, this is, and again, I, I like hops, but the jalapeno does – what hops do for a yeah, beer. That's what I was going to say. This, it almost interacts as a hop yeah, in this. Yeah, and it makes it really, it's just a nice beer to drink. Yeah. And the Black Bears are there for this really wonderful balance that gives you, it, it does immediately cool and keep those jalapenos in check. Like, it's there, and you can feel it on your palate, like, tingling a little bit, but, but those berries really keep it in check that it's not taken off on you and becoming into something else that you, you really wouldn't want it to be. I mean, it's interesting. One of the other things, like we were talking about, like you guys are getting more into like you know barrel aging, the, the getting into a lot of that stuff. So now, where is that going to start to go for you guys? Well, hopefully, uh, it'll keep on going. Uh, this is our <laughs> first barrel that we, that we ever purchased, and we did the uh, Bell Snickler. Bell Snickler it was a bourbon barrel, so we made bourbon barrel Bell Snickler this year, and a lot of the uh, a lot of a lot of the feedback on that was it, it was it was great, and yeah. We we like to think so also, but you know we're kind of biased when it comes to. Of course we are yeah. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the now we're going to be doing our second barrel aged beer in the same barrel, so it's kind of more of an experiment. We're going to uh, do abandoned mine barley wine, and we're going to barrel age that. So I think we're going to get more of the oakiness and not as much of the bourbonness from the first batch. Yeah, but it's just going to be one of those things that it's it's an experimentation. We always try it, and right now it's just one barrel. So hopefully the plan is to make a whole room dedicated to barrels and start barrel aging a lot of our beers. And that'll probably come more when you guys kind of move and then you have the extra room to yes. store the barrels and stuff like that. Now, you um, you did Bell Snickler for how long in the barrel? Was it about three months? Six months. Six months in the yep. barrel. Okay. From July to uh, December. So is that six months? Five months. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. It's oh. five-ish, six. Are you going to do the barley wine the same or are you going to let it sit a little bit longer? It's a bigger, heftier beer, a little bit beefier. I think the beautiful thing about Bell Snickler is the balance. Like, it's not a gigantic beer. It's not a small beer, but it's not a gigantic beer. And the balance is good. So are you going to do a little bit longer on the barley wine or just kind of do the same thing and see where it goes? Well, I think it's going to be one of those things when uh, we oh. need the room in the cooler. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> down there. Uh, <laughs> you know. Let's Fair enough. So probably like next fall. It'll, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely go longer with this guy yep. but, um, as to how long and as we're moving next door, it's going to be one of those things, you know. So, th- what's going to dictate how long this guy stays in there? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, what's going to happen is you're going to put it in a barrel, mm-hmm. and then when you guys move, going, we're not moving this thing. <laughs> Let's get this out of pretty here much, and bottle yeah. it. Is that pretty much the consensus? <laughs> Usually, how things It's not uh, the whole everything that happens around our place is just kind of like, oh, you got to do it now. Just do it. You know, it's not. Yeah. It, it, <clears throat> There's no like corporate mentality. There's nothing like that. There's just oh, let's take care of this. Let's more by this. feel. But we'll, yeah. we'll keep track of uh, like uh, like this one. Okay, so this is what you know. This is what from July to December does. Okay, so now this yeah. one, this one will do. This one is from beginning of February to whenever we open it. Okay, so that's what that does. So it, it's kind of uh, research. Everything's all for science. Yeah, I mean barreling is <laughs> is is is, an, is a kind of it's a difficult thing unless you do it. You just basically mm-hmm. dive into it and kind of just test the waters out. So I yeah. think you should put Black Mariah in one of those wine barrels from the company you deal with. That's what I think you should do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of barrel? Did you say wine barrel? Oh, wine, wine barrel. barrel. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would work really well. We, we had a couple <laughs> of gems. We were, ta- we were talking about Black Mariah in a, uh, oh, what was it? The, the uh, 
Maple barrels? Maple. Ooh, yeah. no, that wouldn't that suck. Would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's just a, a matter of time. Day, days get away from you. Yeah. Uh, you know, hours just crazy. And one of the things that we see it too, like there's been breweries on that are at that level of they're they're bigger, but they do, they don't have the ability to get into experimenting a lot, or they're they're afraid to. And that's the one thing I like with what you guys are doing was like regardless of size, you guys find a way to make some of these things happen that you have ideas from. Is it have you ever had an idea you really wanted to do something that you just could not make it work for you in the brew house? Well, I mean, it doesn't seem like it, but no. Uh, well. Oh. With some breweries that open up, uh, you know, Mark, Mark and our Mark, Mark and I <laughs> drinking now. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, being that you know we're the, we brew the beer, we we own the place, all that stuff. So mm. there's really no limitations on what we can do. Uh, it's, it's usually we'll we'll kind of. I don't want to say brainstorm, but sort of brainstorm on, on a Monday and say, all right, what are we going to make this week? We've been talking about this. Let's just do it. I, w- I would uh, say if there's one style that we didn't try because of limitations of what we have is lagering. Yeah. 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 It's just yeah. we don't have the space for the sit, cooling. Yeah. We don't have the system for the cooling yet. Yeah. So that's one thing that, you know, it's in the back of our minds. And the second we have the ability, it's just going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. Just try different things, you know, lagering out. Log, that's, that's a, yeah, that's a lot of people. Uh, that's a common thing with yeah. a lot of breweries because, you know. Yeah, if you're not a lager brewery yeah. to begin with, it, it's kind of a tough thing to get into because you're tying up all your equipment for a long period of time. And it's either invest in doubling your, all your equipment just for one style yeah. <laughs> or or just make yourself go all lager and, and that's a really huge commitment that but it's tough when you're smaller. What we are doing now is is another aspect of the brewing process is we're putting together a system where we can take say a beer that we're working on. So say say we do Old King Cole Stout and we want to try that differently. <clears throat> so we're, we could take a chunk of the main batch and then treat it differently, like maybe add different yeast, maybe add different things, and only get um, maybe a half out of that whole mini batch. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what we're doing now, and we're going to have some. Hopefully, in in within the next couple of months, we're going to have some special one-offs, one half only, and just kind of experiment more than we can now. Just so that that was something that we were talking about yeah. for quite some time, and it's just something we're going to do. How about we can go. Maybe make a small batch of an imperial stout, you know, just something like that. So we're so we're going to have we're going to have a, a lot of crazy things going on at the brewery pretty and, soon. And so. having a pub like like we have now, y- you can make a lot of different things. Just yeah. put them out there, small batches, like tiny sm- batches, yeah. and just and just kind of <clears throat> do it. If you were a dedicated, you know, uh, um, just just a brewery uh, manufacturing, that's it. You couldn't do stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, because it's all you have to meet a a number and just get to that number. Here you're just, you know. Yeah, yeah. You have the leeway to play around. Yeah, and putting most of it out to the brew pub, you don't have, like, you have somewhat of a core line, but not as much uh, as, like, a larger brewery that they have to put out whatever year-round beers constantly. Yeah. You have a little bit more of a leeway to play around with things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we have a couple of beers that come out all the time. Well, the only one that comes to mind, really, is our Lunch Pale Ale. That's, Mm -hmm. I think that's the only consistent beer on our tap list um, everything changes is that your uh, I'm just curiosity do you have a beer that you made like old school back in the garage still making that beer is lunch pale ale is that lunch pale ale I was going to ask yeah. is that like the one Actually, that was like I love PA but I can't really say that because I love PA is kind of a beer that gets tweaked every yeah. single yeah. time if we could have so, called lunch or yeah I love PA detonator that's kind of what it would have been yeah yeah but so okay. It's it, it just um, we're we're not corporate at all. So there's not, there's not really like a. Um, I mean, we do have a brew schedule, but we don't have anything that that we're following this regimen all the time. So we can kind of uh, it, it happens every week. Yeah. We try to do two weeks out in the brew schedule, and we just can't because after one week, it's like you know what we should do this, this, and this. A lot of customers are asking for this. A lot of customers are asking for this, and we just kind of mix it up, and it, it keeps it it keeps it awesome. It keeps it where you can. You know, not get stuck in any kind of a any kind of a uh, regiment. You just kind of 
Yeah. You know, brew are, for the art of brewing. Well, we are all better for it. And I uh, love what you guys are doing and highly recommend anyone locally. If you haven't stopped down there, definitely stop down there and visit the brewery. Doing some phenomenal beers. Uh, next week on the show, we're going to have Mary from Electric City Roasting. We're going to get into coffee roasting process with the coffee beers. And we're going to follow it up the following week with Augie Carton from Carton Brewing getting into some of his great coffee beers. So we got some coffee beers coming up. But we thank you guys so much for stopping by. And uh, we will see you next week, everybody. Cheers. 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 Cheers.